Hej! We're recording. What's awesome. up, Pete? How's it going? Just enjoying a good cup of coffee with a friend. That's right. That's the name of the show. I kind of figured that. Yeah. Good guess. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming by. We're at uh, the Academy, TWA, in Maryland Heights. You're nice enough to come over and stop by. And My wife, uh, she was out of town in Nashville this weekend, so she took off today to catch up on some stuff, so she's at home with nice. the baby. I usually hang out with her, so I had some free time, and you texted me about something else, and I was like, man, I've been meaning to get you on here. So I was your out. second option? You were my only option. I didn't have an option. Okay. So well, sometimes the world just gives you what you need, right? Like right. I had a free day and I thought I can catch up on a lot of work. Man, I wish I would have scheduled somebody for a podcast. Boom. Who texts me? You got it. I'm glad I'm here. Well, let's. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about a couple things, um, and I don't really have an agenda on these podcasts very much. But um, there was a couple things I just wanted to get you to kind of talk to me about if I could pick your brain. Sure. Um, We had the AWL Border Brawl event yesterday in Kansas City. I got home kind of late from that, but it was an awesome event. Um, We had a couple kids wrestle in it. One, they lost a one-point match, and then one of our youth kids wrestled and avenged a loss from earlier this year and looked really good. So um, I had a great time with it. I got to coach in the corner next to Randy Couture and Ron Mirkatani, so two legends. Yep. I and just, you fit right in, too. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I just shut my mouth and listen to see what kind of smart <laughs> stuff they're going to say. Um, but you were officiating with your son. Yep. And yep. Uh, what's that kind of – what's that like to – I mean, how, how many have you, you guys done now in, in recent last couple of years? Lord, we, I'll just say this year alone, I think we went on road trips about seven times. Yeah. We were talking about that as we were driving up. And um, sometimes it's it's me in the middle and him on the outside. A lot of times we're flipping one inside, one outside. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just great. We did, we got to do the state tournament together. That's awesome. Where we were both working the finals. Yeah. On the opening match side by side. And did you guys do the kid that we had in the finals? Or was were you by yourself? Or No, it was Mac, I believe, by himself. Okay. Not by himself. He had somebody with him. But it was right. you. Right. Yeah. We'll always have state finals. We'll always have two officials. Yeah. So right. that and uh, I, I remember that I I felt good about that because I was like at least I know what I'm gonna get you know, you know what I mean <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we're human too no we for sure make our mistakes for sure but you know but we'll tell you about it there's some guys that I got it in youth that that you that ref some of the youth tournaments which you're talking about even high school kids that are refing, sure which is and when I say this I'm not saying this in a harsh way because I'm the first one that'll tell some of these parents and coaches to sit down and shut up like dude stop arguing with it's a 16 year old kid right and if you keep doing this how long do you think he's gonna ref and then we're complaining because we don't have enough refs to do enough events like yeah what do you think's happening when you yell at a 16 17 year old kid that he's an idiot doesn't know what he's doing like i wouldn't I, I did umpiring in baseball when i was in high school i did like two games behind the plate and i was like i'm never umpiring behind the plate ever again right every pitch what are you are you serious like I'm blind dude, I'm 17 man <laughs> what are you talking about like, yep. I'm trying my hardest here you think I'm trying to F this up like, right I just want to ruin these calls but was that our kind of getting close to cussing but not what's that when you said F it up oh uh, you can cuss if you want yeah I can't do that my wife will she'll get mad she'll get mad at you yeah she gonna listen to this probably not yeah well so I can know. say what I want yeah, exactly. okay 
freedom. I can edit too. So, you know, Perfect. we got post production magic. I can make you say unicorn instead of like something. Sure. Else, you know? Or whatever orange. word you want. Orange, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one because orange, there's no words that rhyme with it. So it can't be mistaken for another one. Absolutely. Like, oh, did he say orange or did he say porridge? Like, that's not a word. So no. That wouldn't make any sense. No. But anyway, back to uh, back to, back to the officiating. I mean, kind of. What I mean, what's that for you? What's that mean to kind of get to do that alongside your son and see him kind of following an interest that you had as well? You know, I, I've gotten to see him change so much over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, change in a positive way. You know, yeah. as a father, you're always looking for that stuff. Sure, I'm getting to see him grow up, getting him see, you know, the respect that he's gotten. You know, from the mm-hmm. coaches and from parents, it's been been unbelievable. Now, most of the parents and the coaches that do say it to me are, are positive, mm-hmm. and the ones that have the negative side, they, they probably don't say much to me about it. Of course not. So, so I know there's a you know equal amount probably. Right. But uh, as his dad, I just love seeing him seeing yeah. him grow in this, and I'm really interested in, in seeing what's next for him because mm-hmm. this year has been phenomenal. Yeah. He's going to U.S. Open. That's in, awesome. uh, I don't know in May. And he's going to be working, the, you know, the senior level that's, events. That's fantastic. And that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And we did the the national duels, and we both worked the finals for D two. Nice. And uh, you know, he, I, he was telling me about that. How yeah. pumped he was to do a, a finals match, you know, yeah. for national duels. His first year there, that's he gets awesome. pulled off of the junior college because the evaluators were there and they saw something. Yeah. And they moved him up, and you know, just happened to be with me. How much of officiating do you think when you talk about like they saw something? You know, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like with anything else, the what's the word I'm looking for? Your um, how competent you are, the obviously, it, the it. right? Yeah, right. But you got it. The competency is number one, right? Like you have to yeah. be competent. Mm-hmm. But then, how much of that? How much of those other things, like that, the X factors of confident self-confidence how you carry yourself how you present yourself i mean right. it's just like any other job when you think about like are you going to pick the guy that has a suit that looks like it fits and he combed his hair or the guy that looks like he just got off the couch tucked in his shirt as he was walking in the door and threw some water in his hair depends who the boss is yeah i guess he might get jealous uh, right this right guy's, no, this guy's the, got himself suit. together too much as an official <laughs> the guy with the suit yeah. is going to be the one you're going to choose. Right. And I and I think that that's a lot of uh what both of you guys have, you know, is not not mm-hmm. uh, to be too weird, but you both handsome fellas, right? Both in <laughs> pretty good physical shape. You said you weren't going to go here. I know. I know. But I'm sorry. I had to comment <laughs> on it. Yeah. I think my son's a good I said I wasn't until I saw boy. your beautiful eyes, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, like that the whole idea of just being a presentable person that you take care of yourself. I think it's, it's a lesson for everybody to know, and, and yeah. usually that's not a problem for wrestlers because. Well, as we get older, stuff, you know, I'm I'm 55 now, and I'm I'm in the gym five six days a week. Yeah, and it's really for officiating or it's ego. I'm not. I don't want to say both, it's ego. But whatever. But I want to be the guy on the mat <laughs> right. that looks the part. Sure, absolutely. You know? So and I still work on it. Right. Well, I mean, it's you coaching little league and high school. You get to hear like I. I'm saying you. I. I yeah. get to hear. What kids say about everyone, right? Not, and that's not just officials, but right. some other coach that his cracks hanging out as he's sitting on this, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Uh, and I miss and, that stuff. <laughs> so when you see some of these guys that maybe don't take as good a care of themselves, and they're trying to 
jump over across the mat to get that near fall call, make sure they're in position. Right. And the, the kids are laughing at him. Like, look at that guy rolling around, right? You're not laughing at a guy, though, that can actually do that stuff, right? right. And get in position and get where they need to be to make the right calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, not to get off the rails and too off topic, but anyway, I think that that's, uh, that's one, of, I think that does play a big role. And I think that's it's, a big, big so much is perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much is perception. Because, you know, I could, I'm a little heavier now than I was, say, mm-hmm. two, three years sure. ago. Um, and so my goal next year is to lose 10, 15 pounds mm-hmm. and, and I'll do it. Yeah. And people sit there and I, I can be in the same exact position as I was this year compared to the next year. Yeah. And people will say from last year, well, he was a little heavy. Yeah. And then the following year, I could be in the same exact position and be like, man, he's in shape and he got there. Yeah. That could be exactly the same spot. Right. So you see that with so many, so many guys out there, right. everyone's busting their butt. Yeah. to get in position. Sure. So absolutely. Um, I guess kind of some other things that I wanted to talk about um, was just kind of like how did you get into officiating? Uh, by default. By default. Oh. Yeah. I um, you know, I, I was an athlete. You know, and then then I coached for a number of years, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, unfortunately, I made some poor choices mm-hmm. and was drinking and and doing everything else that yeah. was put in front of me, and um. It got to the point where, because of my past, I could no longer coach. Mm-hmm. And um, Misha does a background check, and I talk to everyone about it, so everyone knows what's going on. Sure. But I, I have a past. Yeah. And um, I, I was like, able to officiate, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to be involved with the sport. I'm a guy who's got to have his time filled all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And uh, officiating does it for me. That's awesome. So I'm able to give back, and it gives me so much. Right. So. Well, that's really cool. Um, yeah. You know. And I don't, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I think that that's one of the things I've always admired about you uh, is well, thanks. the little bit that I've got to talk to you about, mm-hmm. you know, some of your past is just, I think that everyone deserves as many chances as they're willing to try really hard and genuinely attempt. Like, I like how you said that you know because I mean? this like, is not my second chance. No, and I, and I didn't mean that in that. any way. To, right, I, no, I mean that good. I'm thinking of a handful of people yeah. that I know, you know. Right. And some of them don't deserve another chance right now mm-hmm. because they're not they're not ready to do anything different than they have been doing. Right. And and I think of that even for myself. Is like there's certain things that I don't like about myself that I'm trying to improve on, but at the same time, I have to I have to be aware that like, can I be mad at myself right now because have I really put any work in to, di- to make it different? Have I done anything to try to be different than what I've been doing? Because mm-hmm. if I haven't then how can I be you know, frustrated or anything like that when I haven't put in any effort? Like I can't go, I can't believe I still have that bad habit, but it's like, well, what have you done to try to fix it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, with, with me, if I was halfway in as far as making the changes, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And right. I, I was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when the desperation came, when all of a sudden my lifestyle, the way I was living was gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. And either I was gonna get clean yep. or it was over. Right. Then the desperation came, yeah. and I became willing. I became teachable, coachable, to do whatever it takes. Yeah, and I still do that today. And it's been heck. It's, it's over twenty years now. Congratulations, you know, clean. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's, I know that I. You know, we haven't known each other that well for that long. Yeah. So I'm speaking for probably a lot of other people when I say that uh, how cool that is, and how proud there's there, that a lot of people are of you. Most likely, I would say, you know. Um, well, they sure as heck are really glad that the old guy isn't around. Sure. Um, yeah, and I think that that can be said to an extent for most people, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was having a conversation with somebody else the other day. 
if I met myself in high school, I'd be like, you're such a tool. God, you're a tool. Man, what are you doing? Like, I would just look at you me and say, you're so scared. You can't grow chin hair just because you can. Like, that doesn't, that's not how, you need to look in the mirror and say, does this look good? Right? Like, right. not just go, oh, I started to get chin hair. I should obviously grow it. Absolutely. Dumb. But, I mean, that's one of, you know. Yeah. How you talk to girls, like anything that I did. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like you thought you had it figured out and you had no idea what you were doing. 55, I'm still trying to figure things out. Well, that's I, funny you say that. Uh-huh. Just uh, about an hour ago, I had a wonderful conversation with Joe, coincidentally, who is a checkout guy at Trader Joe's. And, uh, <laughs> he belongs there. Yeah, we were having a little conversation while he was uh, doing, checking out, scanning my items. And one of the things that I basically came to that he agreed with was, the more I learn, the more I realize how dumb I am. Like, oh, yeah. The smarter I get, the more the more I realize how stupid I actually am. <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> but but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think that's, for me, I guess my personal one that I would, I would kind of use as an example would be, um, you know, I wrestled at Mizzou in college, and then I went straight into coaching high school. And we had a couple elite youth kids that would work in our high school room. Sure. But I don't really have that much experience with coaching youth when I move here and open an academy, right? Like, I know I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do and how things should be done, right? But obviously, I, I mean, I've spent the last four years reading books and anything that I can get my hands on that I think is going to help make me a better youth coach, right? Okay. And over those four years, I've realized how dumb I was, you know? And, like, I know way more now. But I still have so much more to learn. Like, because of how much I've learned, I realize how how naive it is to think that you know everything and that you got to figure it out. Right. Right. Like, basically, what we're doing is the things that I've found to be the most reliable to produce results up to this point. But if new information is presented, I'm one to change. We always have to stay teachable. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? I'm. If, if we're not, we stop growing. And then people are coming up with different stuff. You were at Mizzou during the heydays of yeah. you know, Ben Askren and stuff and, and the changes that he brought into wrestling. If people were so just living inside the box yeah. and wouldn't allow those changes to take place, yeah, we would have missed out on so much. Well, you know? and I think wrestling happens so quickly because mm. it's very quick that you find out. Like in that circle, you're going to find out if what you say is true or if it's not. And if you get beat by a guy that says this stuff works, right, you're gonna have a hard time having a leg to stand on and say it doesn't work when you just got teched. You know? Right. Like, right. You, you my just got cradled up and pinned, so I don't know that you can say it doesn't work. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, but, that funk would would have killed my high C back in the day. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's I, I mean, that's the thing that uh it helped me learning that stuff because I was always hard to score on, but it was in ways that weren't necessarily the best technique. It was a lot of finding ways to get stalemates, right? Yeah. Instead of scrambling to score. Like, now I know how to scramble to score. Before, it was like I knew to what positions to get in where that guy wasn't going to score, but I wasn't going to score. All I was doing was making sure he didn't score on me. And that's why we have neutral danger zone. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yep. Now, I, I wasn't rolling underneath. I'm talking about, you know, when you're just as what? compact, you can get around on someone and tight, you know, lock sure. around the waist and just squeeze them in tight until they can't adjust or move or improve their position and shut it down. But now, you know, understanding and learning the technique behind it and, and, and and drilling it and practicing it enough that you don't even think about it now 
right. is really cool. And to see the kids that we have start to do that kind of stuff, like, you know, just how they're looking at wrestling. Um, to me, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the last four years of trying to do this is that, excuse me, a lot of people are valuing the wrong things in youth wrestling. Um, the obvious ones are like wins, like the value sure. of wins at a young age is not the most beneficial for long-term success, right? Absolutely. That, not saying that if you win all your matches, that means you're going to fail. That's not saying that. What I'm saying is prioritizing the winning as making it the most important thing right. is a setup for failure for most people because they're just not going to see that amount. I mean, we touched on it earlier when we were talking a little bit about, you know, not wanting to take risks. And when you're afraid to take risks, it's really hard to improve because the basis for improving, the, the fastest way to get better at something is to do it as many times as you can and make as many mistakes as you can. And every single mistake you try to correct. So right. every time you go out, you get a little bit better because you do something wrong. And then next time you don't do that thing wrong. You have to fail first before you Absolutely. are successful. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that for, for us, the biggest things have been changing what we prioritize and prioritizing. Um, we, we can go look at them in there later, but we got the five core values that we talk a lot about. And what we've, what we've done is focus on those. And those are the, the I'm going to mess up. I, I can't get the quote. Uh, exactly right but Jordan Peterson talked a little bit about it it's one of my favorite videos about um, why we tell kids that it's not important whether you win or lose but it's how you play the game right and he gives like a five-minute breakdown of what that actually means sorry to interrupt the podcast here but we got to try to pay some bills listen if you guys like what we're doing um, we're trying to expand we're trying to make it even better production value better guests more frequent. Um, we're trying to do all of that, but we can't do it without your support. And at this time, we definitely want to mention and give a shout out to our supporters. Uh, we have Justin Roth, OG. He's been supporting since like month two, maybe. Thanks, Justin. Awesome. A uh, couple other new supporters, Dustin Howard. Thank you. Jeff Smith, big thanks. And Dan Perietti, big, big thank you, man. You guys are doing awesome uh, supporting us. Making it to where we can uh, put this podcast out. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to the guests, and I I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. And please, please, please uh, hit me up with your any suggestions of guests you think might be interested uh, in coming on that that would that would make for an entertaining uh, guest that would could tell some great stories and and maybe have a really really good personality or a really good story to tell. So if you got anybody like that, just let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter at Marcus Hain. Um, on same on uh, Instagram and you can find me on Facebook so let us know if you uh, got an idea for a guest or any ideas you have for the episodes or suggestions for the podcast and uh, hit that uh, support button uh, through the anchor the anchor uh, podcast page the main profile page there a little button that says support the app I think you can find it in the description of wherever you're listening to this so look in that description Uh, Make sure you're subscribing, make sure you're hitting the five-star rating, and make sure you are finding a way to come support us. Thanks. And what we mean by that is that by focusing on being your character, right? Being strong-willed, courageous, willing to take risks, okay with like the idea of possibly failing, being okay with that, right? right? Like putting yourself out there anyway. Um, challenging yourself, taking on challenges, pushing yourself, like trying to improve constantly, having a growth mindset. Those things 
if we focus on them, those are the means by which you will win the most amount of matches over the course of a career, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's how you win long-term. And even outside of wrestling, those are the things that are gonna make you successful in life. Right. So, If you don't, if you don't willing to, to take those chances mm -hmm. and, and be a, try something new, well, you know, you, you're not moving. Right. And if you're doing all that stuff and I'm not, guess who's gonna come out ahead? That's right. In the long run. Yeah. We, and we talked too about that uh, I don't know how how uh, correct this little spiel is that I give my kids, but we talk about how there's no such thing as staying the same. Like you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Right. And they go, they look at you at first like, what do you mean? Like if I'm just here and I'm not really focused on it, so I'm not getting a lot better, but I'm here, so I'm, I'm not getting worse. I said, yes, but what you're forgetting is a thing called time because time is continuing to move forward and you're not, you're staying the same. So by staying the same and time moves forward, you're moving backwards because you're moving further away every day as time passes and you stay here. Time gets further and further along down the road and you haven't changed. Like, so you're, you're getting worse. Absolutely. Because if you just said um, that I'm gonna get 2% better every day, right? Like you would be progressing forward, right? Yeah. And that's not huge jumps, but even if you said 2% every week, like you're slowly getting a little bit better and a little bit better, but that's not like a fast forward, right? Like that would right. be like a logical progression, right? But someone who is like so like just completely bought in to, to immersing themselves in practices, taking chances and want to get better every single day, they're going to be getting better, you know, 5% each week. That's the guy I want on my team. They're going to be going forward. Yeah, for sure. And for plus sure. you figure... If I'm getting better, the people I'm working with yep. are going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the, we talked about accepting challenges, but the first core value is be a CEO, and CEO stands for challenge each other. So it's, yeah. you just talk about, everyone loves a challenge. Absolutely. Right? Like, if I gave you a basketball and put up one of those play school nets that's like four foot tall. I can dunk all day. Yeah, probably, <laughs> right? Maybe. Probably lose interest Maybe. in about 30 seconds. Probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if I say, hey, can you make this half court shot? You might spend 30 minutes trying to make one. Yeah. I mean, because you want to challenge. It's challenging. Probably but you know it's possible too. More than a half hour. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'd go all day. Right. I'd make the first one and then I'd walk away. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you're a wrestler, right? Yeah. Yeah, you ain't making the first one. But uh, hey, you're talking to a, uh, a Lutheran school's state tournament, seventh grade, all tournament team honorable mention. Can I fist bump that one? Boom! Don't ever touch Don't me. Don't touch again. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's uh, that's for sure. Um, I mean, just challenging them and having, like you said, challenging each other is huge because yeah. that's it. It makes it it makes the journey less lonely, right? It's like yeah. when I'm going through downs, somebody else might be in and up. They're getting better really faster, and then I can kind of bounce off them like man i don't think i'm getting any better it's like yeah you are dude i've been wrestling with you right. for the last year and i know where you were a year ago and if we think about it like you're way better than you were a year ago yeah like, tons better my dad would take me to to different clinics and i grew up in new york long island al bevilacqua from beat the streets uh -huh. was my my club coach yeah and uh you know similar to what you're doing here sure and so he was our club coach my dad would make me work out with john ianuzzi doesn't mean anything now because he's yeah, but uh, that guy whooped my butt. He ended up 
winning junior nationals. Ted DiBesquel ends up taking second in Greco twice. Yeah. Those are my workout partners. Wow. So either I was going to survive <laughs> and somehow get better. Right. Or I would just kind of like not try anymore. Yeah. Go backwards, like you said. Right. So that's, well, that's another thing too, is that building in those tools of resilience, right? Because you're absolutely right. Like when you, when you're met with a challenge, either that challenge is in your threshold to where you, you feel like this is challenging, but I can do it. Mm -hmm. Or you see it as unattainable, right? So like you might put some effort towards it and then, but you're looking for the first excuse of like, see, I told you I wouldn't be able to do that. Right. But if we build in that resilience, that's how we get kids past that hump. You know, and you have to have a little success because the first sure. time you beat that guy you're not supposed to beat, yep. that changes your world. Yeah, it changes how you look at everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't. I, I wish that you there was a way to convince someone of those things without. But unfortunately, I mean, yeah. especially. I mean, I think most uh, everyone is like this, but especially the ten, the type of people that tend to gravitate towards wrestling, right. tend to be the people that the only way they learn lessons is to make like make some mistakes it, you know yeah. like yeah to get taken down 10 times in a row like that right. if i say hey man you're not moving your feet that doesn't mean anything but if you get double leg to your butt 10 times in a row you go god dang i'm gonna start moving my feet i'm gonna do that today right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think well there has to be consequences you know yeah very and few everything. people can can take and a, a warning and adhere to it without touching the stove and finding out if it really is hot right like I give a talk and I'll go into schools and I'll talk about the, we'll, we'll say the stove mm -hmm. where, hey, don't touch your stove, it's hot. Yeah. And you go over and you touch it, okay? Uh, and I'll be with a group of kids and I'll say, how many people have touched that stove? And, and I'll raise my hand and that gives them permission. They'll raise their hand mm -hmm. too. I said, okay, now you know it's hot. How many of you, after you already touched it and you know it's hot, say, that didn't really burn me and I'm going to try, try it again and see if it's cooled down? and touch it and get burnt again. And I raise my hand, and there's always one or two kids in the class that will raise their hand, too. Yeah. I'm like, you're the guys I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I, I bet it's cool now. Yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, right? It didn't really burn me man. last time. Yeah. Uh, well, what else is going on, man? You know, it's, it's coming down to the end of the season for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, my college ended last weekend in Virginia at the MAC, and um, – you know, I gave Adidas Nationals, and that—that's what I got. Yeah. You know, now I got to do my that regular now? job. Is that in? That's uh, over in Kansas City. Okay, I, I yeah. was thinking. So, where do they hold that? You... That's in the Silverstein Arena, hmm. right in uh, Independence. Okay, uh, yeah. So right, right outside of KC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, usually a great tournament. Yeah. So we what what weekend is that? That's April fifth, sixth, seventh. Okay, cool. Yep. I think that's TWA is going to be there, right? Well, that's all I was going to talk about was um, it's kind of I've been scrambling a little bit. Like, so we we preach hard uh, freestyle, particularly, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. And that's the hard part is when when do we transition, mm -hmm. you know, because I want my kids to have a shake at postseason nationals, uh, Virginia Beach or whatever. So we have to keep doing folk style, but it's putting us behind because that freestyle is immediately after. And if we haven't right. been doing any practices, we're not going to do that well at those couple tournaments, you know, right. which is, I don't care. It's not a big deal. But again, I don't, I kind of what you said earlier about they have to experience some success. Like if I have a bunch of kids in here that have never wrestled freestyle before and they have a week of practice under their belt and they go to a tournament, they're just going to get, I mean, not even it's, out it's wrestled, just though. out freestyled. Right? Sure. They're going to, they're going to get 
scored on in positions they didn't even realize that they could get scored on in freestyle because they're used to folk style. So setting them up for success, that's the hard part is, and, and a lot of those kids are the kids that um, are right on that verge and need to be going to a postseason national. You know, mm-hmm. like you need to start testing yourself now and getting out of, out of this area. But at the same time, those, those are the same kids that need to be hitting the freestyle really hard sure. and trying to clean up their um, neutral technique, you know, finish well, how much when quickly, you and things freestyle, like that. Mm-hmm. How much is the, the different skills that you use in freestyle do you bring into the folk style and the collegiate? I used a lot. Oh, 100%. I transferred, yeah, 100%. as much as I could. And it, it gives you a better perspective because you start to realize, you start to kind of analyze the differences more. Like, oh, in folk style, I could do this, but in freestyle, I can't. And just by doing that, you already now understand both of those positions better sure. than you did before you ever thought about it like that. On top of it, learning how to learn, right? Is I think we get too close. Like folk, the people that do folk style, it's hard to keep trying to learn, right? Because Just like we talked about earlier, it's like when I realized that I knew nothing about wrestling was when I got to college. Right. When I saw what else there was to learn like oh geez i don't know anything before that i thought i knew a lot about wrestling like i know i know i got wrestling technique i know how to do this i know how to do that right then you start having people throw stuff at you like well what about this what about that wow i didn't even know that before there was (laughs) these options out here and you start to have your mind blown and uh you know i think that that doing that with freestyle helps you kind of understand that like there's a whole nother way of doing this but it's not completely foreign. Like I'm not starting over. Like I know how to wrestle. Sure. But I'm gonna have to adapt. And I'm gonna have to figure some of that stuff out. And some be, some kids really don't like that. And what I see is a lot of the kids that don't like that, that don't want to go to freestyle, they want to stick with folk style. Right. Are those kids that have have whether it's them or their parents or their coaches, it can be anybody, have prioritized the winning. So now what they're scared of is that they're gonna lose. lose to someone in freestyle that they would never lose to in folk style. Right. And then someone's gonna say, "How did you lose to that guy? You teched him in folk style, right?" And that's that's what they're scared of. They're scared of pro- they want to protect their status, mm-hmm. right? It's like this is where I am in the pecking order, and if I go do something I'm not familiar with, that pecking order might get changed. It's amazing though. You go to say three, four freestyle events, and you you pick up. You know, the first one you get teched by someone you can you beat in folk style, mm. and then you wrestle them again. And then it's an eight-point match. And then you wrestle them again. Hey, it might be a yeah. one- or two-point match because you pick up all the different skills. Because sure. it's all there. Yeah. You just didn't realize you got to do a little bit different. Right, right. And I think you just touched on another point um, that we talk about a lot is that uh, if somebody does something to you, a move on you, like that should trigger something of, I'm going to go do that now. Like, I'm going to use that. What mm-hmm. he just did. Or I'm at least going to go try to figure out what he did if I don't know. So I can stop it. Well, if you learn how to do it, yeah, you're going to have a lot better chance of knowing how to stop it. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, we've been doing that with, I've, <laughs> this is something new I started doing this year. So if I see us, that we have a weakness, we work on the opposite thing. So right. if we can't stop single leg, we're going to work single legs. Because if all, everybody in the room is good at a single leg, everybody's going to get good at stopping a single leg. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, we kind of did it backwards of like, because it, you can teach, if we can't stop a single leg, I can come in here and teach single leg defense. But if none of the kids in the room are any good at single legs, they're going to all think they know how to stop a single leg, right. but they don't know how to stop a good single leg. But if we get really good at single legs, they're going to have no choice but to figure out how to stop a single leg. Because everyone's going to be good at a single leg and a good single leg. <laughs> That's, That's very a big true. difference. Very true. Yeah. 
one of the ones that kills me as a youth coach is if if we're doing single leg no finish like all i want you to do is put your hands on move hit your shot stop your hands should never have to hit the mat right like right yeah but how many kids if you watch like a youth and say single legs that if they're hitting a right hand sweep single Mm -hmm. their left hand will go to the mat and they'll hit both knees and loop around at about the knee or the calf right and i'm like that ain't gonna work brother that ain't gonna work yeah. <laughs> like that uh but that you know that just like you're saying that, that a good single leg versus a single leg and if if my kids are hitting those kinds of single legs and we're stopping it we're gonna be in for a rude awakening when a guy that knows how to really hit a single leg oh sure gets a hold of that leg we're gonna be in trouble so yeah um but uh, so what uh, this summer you kind of take it easy with the officiating? I do. You know, my wife didn't didn't complain to me, mm-hmm. and my wife is a saint. Yeah. Okay. So I Lisa, think most thank people you. in the officiating and coaching world <laughs> yes. are either divorced or have awesome wives, right? <laughs> or and, both. And I, I did the freestyle in the Greco, and yeah, it was up to maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked at my house and looked at my wife and stuff, and yeah, you know, I would leave, and I didn't see the sparkle in her eye anymore, right? And I just, I knew that I, I would have to stop doing it. Right. And so, so I stopped doing it and it's, it's my downtime. I work on other things to get ready for mm-hmm. the next season. Yeah. So. What, uh, yeah. so, so what's the first, what, what do you usually get started with each year? Fall brawl. Fall brawl? Usually I oh, yeah. start up with that. Up yep. in KC. Up in KC. It's That's a great a tournament. Super 32 qualifier, right? I think so. It may be. I, yeah. I don't get involved with the operations yeah. of things. Right. I'm just talking cause <laughs> just to talk. Right? Yeah. Uh, and enjoy your what's, coffee. What's that? Um, usually, right, is that the... It's near mid, Halloween. I was going to say middle or end of October? I think it's the end of October. There's Because there's a... Uh, shoot, you got, well, Super 32. Mm-hmm. You got... Um, there's uh, the Indiana Hoosier preseason open, but that's usually early, like okay. uh, September. The Super 32 is right there because that's uh, what high school season starts first of November, usually for, for practices, not competitions, right. but for practice here. Um, so then that that's when you get it rolling. So you get a couple months off. And I get a couple months what's, off. Uh, what's stuff? All right, here you go. How about, how about a couple questions off the cuff for you? Okay. Best hospitality room? Union. Union, Missouri? Union, Missouri. There you go. Shout out Union, Missouri. From their Little League program uh-huh. to the high school program. They got great barbecue. That's awesome. They got great parents. And, they, you know, parents wanted to be the best hospitality yeah. room. They so take pride in it. They do. They do. Yeah. That's awesome. Get guys like me talking to you Well, now it's on, on a podcast, podcast, man. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, hospitality room, what's your go-to? My go-to now? Chili? No, no. You know, any hospitality room that has chili... I just walk by it. You know, I'll have my breakfast bars or my protein bars yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. So my go-to thing really is is the protein bar. That's during it. the course of the day. I'll have a couple, one or All right. So if you, if you weren't officiating, you're hanging out, and you're going to go eat at the hospitality room, what would you pick? Oh, if, Lord. If you, if you were just hanging out to have a meal at that hospitality room? I would have a salad with... <laughs> <laughs> with diet dressing. You're lying. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say that now. No, right. Well, yeah. you were just saying earlier about you trying to drop in. your sugary coffee drinks. and uh, Yeah, that's true. That's No more caramel. Well, you're, on your, you're trying to get a head start on that, losing that 10, right? That's exactly. Yeah, there's no time like the present. Hey, I'm reading books now Yeah. on changing my lifestyle when it comes to All diet. Right, what's, there you go. What's a good book you've read lately? 
Uh, the whole thirty. The whole thirty. Okay. Well, I'm I'm in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Yeah. So, because that's what I wanted to start doing. Well, that's, I was first. telling you earlier, my wife's a dietitian. So. Okay. Maybe I should talk to a person instead of her. reading a book. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, human interaction yeah, usually is well, good. And, you know, there's a lot more we're learning now about how our genetic background plays a part in what our diet should be. And there isn't like a diet that's right for everyone. Right. It's right. kind of trial and error a little bit. You got to try to figure out. I just want to be built like my son. Yeah, well, you got a time machine? <laughs> Because if you do, no, I'll jump in with you. No, even even back when I was his age, no way. Nah, well, you gave him good genetics. Uh-huh. Part I did of something, them. right? Part of them. Part right, of the part genetics, of yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, that trying to cut down on the coffee and lose some weight. I need to do the same as More well. More water. I tell you, for me, um, you can tell when I have high schoolers. Like, I'm ten pounds heavier during high school season. Okay. Nobody in my room. Yeah, it's heavy enough to wrestle with. Sure, right? It's all little kids. Uh, then I get my high school. How do you do? Back. How do you do with them? Fourteen and under? You undefeated? Um, so far, women and children, I've I've managed to hold my record. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, my wife's beat me a couple times, but she usually waits till I'm asleep and then chokes me out. So Pretty smart. That's kind of unfair. That's a good but one. But you got to do what you got to do to win. Right. Know? Right. <laughs> when I when I stopped coaching, when I was dealing with the Fox Little League program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was undefeated against the 14 and unders. That's impressive. Yeah, I was, I was pretty proud of that. They got some good kids that come through there too. So they have. Yeah. You just crushed them all. Yeah, I was pretty good. Nice. <laughs> I got uh, my man Austin coming in. Nice. And, uh, we got. We're gonna do a private lesson. But uh, okay, Pete, our man, I appreciate your time, and we're gonna do this it, again, right? You bet. All right. Anytime. Thanks, sir. Thanks. Have a good one. Yep. And we're out. That's great how we actually shook hands and stuff.